Welcome to the Joy in Morning podcast, where we talk about finding joy in the everyday small things that propel us forward to live out life through the midst of grief, loss, and tragedy. And know you are not alone. Matthew 11:28 says, Come to me, all that are weary, and I will give you rest. Now, here's your host, Lisa Smith. Hello, friends, and welcome back. So this is going to be a very exciting podcast, and I'm so excited to be talking here with my friend Lisa Lorenzo, and we, we just have a funny backstory, and uh, actually Lisa uh, had me on her podcast, and I'm so excited for that, and so at the end of this, she'll definitely share her podcast and where you could find her because it, it's been amazing. She's such an amazing, motivational uh, friend that just loves the Lord. And we actually go back from our, our daughters. Uh, they were big Jonas, the Jonas brother. Um, uh, oh gosh, Lisa, what do I want to say? Fans. They were the fans. Jonas Brother fans. Yes. <laughs> and we were the moms that, like, actually, Lisa, come on, we were the cool moms that would go along yes. with the girls. And that's kind of how our relationship started. And then we got involved with Bible Study Fellowship, which is an amazing organization that uh, now a lot of it's online, but they still do meet in person. And we actually did that together. And so, so our love for the Lord really grew over time and being together. And so today I have her on the podcast and we actually are going to be talking about her greater spiritual hunger because we find after grief that we really have hungered for getting closer to our Lord because he has really um, embraced us and helped us through this journey of grieving and mourning. And so, so let me get you guys to know a little bit about Lisa. So Lisa, what keeps you up at night? Oh, Lord, what keeps me up at night is worrying about my family, like all women out there. <laughs> right? Worrying about my family, that's what keeps me up at night. But hopefully, if I had my right time with the right person and spent my time with God that day, that I can turn those worries into prayers, leave them on God's footsteps and go back to sleep. Right. So if you yes. could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell her? If I could go back to my, well, I would say, turn to the Lord now. Honestly, I would say to really value the relationships, especially my mom, just value the people in your life that love you, that support you. I think we take those closest to us for granted a lot of times. Yeah. And what this 51-year-old woman wouldn't do to go back to being an 18-year-old and hugging my mom one extra time and sitting in the kitchen while she cooks, I would say slow down. Not everything is on fire. You don't have to rush through everything and enjoy the people around you. Well, you know, Lisa, and of course, what, yeah. And of course, listen, turn your life over to God now. Yeah. Because I ended up giving my life to God a few short late years later. But of course, the regret is, why didn't I do that earlier? What were you thinking? You thought you could do that, this life thing on your own? Yeah. And you know, um, thank you for sharing that because 
for me, you know, um, caretaking, I moved up here to North Carolina to caretake for my mom. And I've really taken that for granted. Uh, she does have the disease of dementia. And I get to the, some days I just am so into myself that she gets me very irritated and I feel very bad and guilty and I have to go to the Lord and just yeah. ask for that compassion to take care of her. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I do miss, and I'm not that huggable person. And you just reminded me that that's what I need to be doing until she goes to the, uh, to heaven, because right. we're supposed to honor our parents. And there's days where I feel I don't, and she's yeah. actually my only living parent now. And mm -hmm. so thank you for that reminder, because that's, I just feel like I need to treat her like Jesus and wash her feet and take care of her better. So right. thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So Lisa, what I really wanted to talk to you about and, 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 and would love with you to share with our li listeners, because you have been through a lot of grief in your life. Uh, you have lost a lot of uh, your family members. You've lost recently a dear friend. And I just really want to share with our listeners about how you got closer to the Lord, how we really deal with grief on an everyday basis, you know, because now those people aren't here. And there's are times when mm -hmm. you wish you would have said this and you didn't have a chance yeah. to say that or do this. So um, I would just love with you to share uh, with our listeners about really what has held you together uh, going forward with so much grief in your life. Right. I definitely think that God called me gently and lovingly, opened my eyes to him and his goodness through my mom's illness with cancer. I think I watched her faith grow and flourish as she trusted God, as she started, you know, really seeking out a relationship. Her best friend was a believer who shared with her. And then I just knew if I wanted to be close to my mom after she was gone, I had to be close to God because she would be with him. And I wanted him to dwell inside of me so I would feel closer to her. And then I think one of the, I was 26 years old when my mom died. My kids were three. The twins were three. And I just remember you have this choice in front of you. You can either become very bitter, which I think I did for a long time, and angry at everybody. And you don't really know why. You're just mad. And then one day I realized one of the people I was mad with was God. I was like, how can, be, how can I be mad at God? Like, he's God. He can do whatever he wants. I'm not mad at God. And then somebody encouraged me to sit down and write down why I would be angry at God. And then I ended up with two pages <laughs> worth of stuff no. that I was holding against God. And wow, what a freeing moment to say, God, I surrender that to you. I surrender that I feel like you let me down. This isn't what I thought my life would be like. I needed my mom a home a lot more than I thought I did at the time. I still miss my mom deeply. Like, wow. But I had to come to the point where I could tell God, like, I'm okay with it. I remember that song, It Is Well With My Soul. And a friend of mine bought me a book about all the hymns. And she, I learned about the man who wrote that 
that him, he was actually a very uh, wealthy man that lived, I believe, in Boston, and he owned a newspaper. And his family were being sent to England, and he stayed behind to run the newspaper. And the ship went down. And when he was heading over to England, he knew about it. And when the, the captain was right over where the ship went down and he came and he told him, sir, we just want to let you know that this is where the ship went down. And he sat down and wrote, it is well with my soul. What? And I struggled and wrestled with God for weeks and months over that. I'd listened to it again and again and again until I got to the point where it's surrender. It's not that he was okay with what happened. It's that he was able to surrender that this is what, this is what it is and I can accept it and I can trust God through it. And I can remember that this is, this world is temporary. Eternity is forever and ever and ever and ever. And putting that kind of perspective on things just led me to surrender it to God and say, Lord, I, I accept that this is what's happened to me and I surrender it. And I know you will use this suffering for my good and your glory. Yeah. You know, and I find too sometimes, um, you know, because uh, for me, Lisa, which um, we shared my story on your podcast is my first loss, of course, was my husband. And then, of course, my dad and then my brother. And I just found that there was, I was just so, I kept myself so busy. I couldn't find balance in my life. It was like, I just I didn't want to slow down enough to think about it and what, right. you know, what they meant to me. And, and cause I get it, they're, they're happy tears because we have those memories and those emotions are always there. Like when I hear that song too, in the, in the church, I just, you just, you go into that place of your right surrender, your eyes are closed and you're just taking it in because he does the Lord just, you know, he, he, he gives us that peace um, that we can, you know, um, just that surpasses all of our understanding. And so um, uh, also, and I, I just have found that there's been, which I want to ask you that next is, so how did you find your joy in your, in your morning? Um, and, and what has that done for you? Because that, that's, that's what was really big for me. And all these years later, coming now to this podcast to really just encourage and inspire people that are listening, that there is joy after this. So what was that for you? I definitely think that God immediately placed a calling on my life. I didn't recognize that a calling I didn't know or understand why I was in this position, but I was immediately, my mom was sick for almost five years and I was immediately very comfortable in the hospital. I think for somebody who didn't study anything about medicine, I think God has given me wisdom and understanding and I would, I just knew a lot about cancer more than most people at my age. And so I found myself being called all the time when somebody would get sick and I would go. And I knew what death looked like and I knew how to make it God honoring. I knew how to make the person comfortable. I knew how to support the family. And all of a sudden 
I was just thrown into this constant calling of sickness and death. And I remember my husband telling me one day, like, I don't want to go there. She's dying. And I'm like, what do you mean? I don't, I don't want to miss it. And he's like, what do you mean you don't want to miss it? He was, and I was like, I want to be there when they leave. And he was like, why? And I'm like, because I'm holding their hand while they're reaching for Jesus' hand. Like, if I'm the last person they see and the next person they see is Jesus, like, I, that's such a powerful moment. And because God did give me gifts that I was able to support and share. And, you know, I would put worship music on. And um, we would touch the person and pray with them and make sure everybody spoke healing and love and forgiveness. And, you know, we prayed together over them. And it became a very special thing. So I definitely think that one of the things that helped me find joy was that I was using what I learned in the darkest of my days to help others. One of the things I learned when my mom passed away, she was in ICU, my husband was there, my sister, my grandparents, we knew it was the very end. I had prayed, we had surrendered. When my mom flatlined, it took me a minute to see, I heard the beep and I looked around and kind of took in everybody's reaction and then it hit me. My mom's gone. So I jumped up out of the chair and I grabbed her shoulder on my side and I shook her and I said, mommy, 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 please don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. And she had already been gone for several minutes and God's honest truth, my mom went <gasps> and started breathing again. And she kept breathing for two hours. And the nurse came into the room and said, can I talk to you outside? I went out with her and she said, listen, I don't know how long it takes the spirit to leave the body. But your mom was halfway to heaven and she heard her little girl cry and she came back. And I want your mom to have a peaceful home going. So would you cry all you can outside, but when you go in that room, would you tell her it's okay to leave? And I did. And I share that with every person who's preparing for the death of a loved one. Every person. Like we're going to make sure that the last thing they hear is worship music. And if we're going to cry, we're going to cry gently and lovingly. And if you want to scream, we can do that. But let's give them a little while to leave. Let's make sure that we honor their love and peace. And that's become such an important part of my calling. I think that when I'm with somebody who passes and their family, that they know they can hear even after that last breath. Like only God knows how long it takes for the body to spirit to separate from the body. So be, being conscious of that, making sure that they feel loved. And listen, hearing worship music here and then getting to heaven and the worship music, I think, and this is not biblical, but I, I think that God hears the music down here and says, okay, they're singing awesome God, angels, awesome God. I think they're hearing the same song when they get to heaven. It's just from the radio yeah. here to the angels there. And I can see the, the beauty in death. God yeah. promises that the death of his saints is beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah. And it's torturous and painful and agonizing. And it's also beautiful. Wow. And you know, Lisa, that's just so beautiful. And, um, and any of our listeners that may be listening to us that may not know who we're talking about, our God, our beautiful Jesus, you know, just reach out to me. I would love to pray with you uh, to uh, 
just uh, be with you, pray with you, invite him into your life, because I can honestly tell you that being a young believer at 15, God has truly, there's been so much grace in my life, and it hasn't been easy, but like Lisa too, we just, we love the Lord. We love to share Jesus with anyone that our path, he may put in our path. And so if anyone is struggling with that and is listening to that today, you know, reach out to me. I would love to pray with you and, and talk to you a little bit about more about our Jesus. You know, Lisa, like that song, let me, let me tell, tell you about my Jesus. <laughs> that is my song for that. sure. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Oh my gosh, Lisa, that's beautiful. I never even knew that. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing that. Um, that was just wonderful. Is there any specific verses that you had, like your go-to verse? Is there like go-to verses you go to? Well, I like to say, I, I hate to use the ones that everybody uses, but the fact that God uses all things, he works together all things for the good of those who love him and for his glory those that are called to his purpose, that's definitely just something. And Psalm 34, my friend Terry, who passed away from cancer, she, the last uh, prayer that she had in her house, this woman held prayer, weekly prayer meetings in her house for the moms at Westminster. And I met her 23 years into this prayer group. What? Two decades she did a prayer group in her house and one day i showed up and there was nobody there and i said oh i'm so sorry nobody came and she said what do you mean and i'm like well i'm the only one that came and she's like if you didn't come i'm still a party of two she said each prayer meeting starts and ends with the father and one of the last prayer meetings she got very sick and one of the last prayer meetings she read psalm 34 with tears scrolling down her face, strolling, she, with all the pain and strength that she could bring from her heart, crying, but with, I wish I could demonstrate it because she had tears, but she was very joyful and she smiled and with strength, she read it. And let me just read a, a verse to you now. It says, I will exalt the Lord at all times. His praises will always be on my lips. Now picture for a minute a woman with no hair, with two adult children that were moving away at the time with her husband. And she said, I will exalt the Lord at all times. His praises will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never put to shame. And to quote her, she said, this poor woman called and the Lord heard me and saved her out of all of her troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps those who fear him. He delivers them. So this is the invitation. Taste and see. Try it out. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And I'm just going to stop at eight, but there's so much more. And that has become my life psalm. I remember Terry. I honor Terry by reading it all the time. But also, how applicable for these times that there's all kinds of suffering in the world and loneliness and anxiety and worry that we can go to God's word and find hope. 
we can go to God's word and find inspiration, a reason to look up. I love that. Yeah. So Lisa, can we just share anything? What are some practical steps that um, our listeners can take purposefully grow in the hunger for the things of the Lord? Because you definitely are a great example of hungering for the Lord. And I just love you and I love your story. Um, so I'd love you to share with our listeners just a couple steps that they may be able to take. Okay, well, first of all, everything in my life starts with a steno pad. Get a, a spiral uh, notebook and write on the front of it your name and the date and open it up and write the date that day. And what Bible verse are you reading? If you don't know how to read the Bible, then we invite you to open and pray and ask God, show me. Open John or Mark. If you don't know how to find it, look in the front. If you don't have a Bible, Google the book of Mark and just start reading and write down two or three verses from each chapter and just ask God to reveal himself to you. So it starts with praying. It leads to Bible verse. I'm going to challenge if you're a believer here and you're listening and you're not reading your Bible every single day, you're malnutritioned. You are malnutritioned. You cannot give hope that you have not received. Why wouldn't you read the Bible every day? Open the Bible. Ask God to speak to you. If your car was low on gas, you'd put gas. If you were thirsty, you'd drink water. If you're hungry, you'd have something to eat. But we are. We are empty. We have nothing to offer. But we are empty. We are thirsty. We are hungry. And God says, come to me. Because I'm going to give you water that you're not going to thirst anymore. I'm going to give you daily bread through my word. I'm going to fill your cup to overflowing. So that's the kind of faith, that's the kind of love that we should have. So first pray, do it with a journal, write down your prayers. Guess what? One day we're all going to be gone. What are you going to leave your kids other than bills and out of fashion clothes? I want to leave my kids pages and pages of my prayers for each of them, of my hope in Jesus, of my heart's deepest desire to see them walking with God and loving God, like write it down. It's never going to be a loss. But what if you can go back years from now and say, my goodness, I don't even remember praying that. And Lord, you've done exceedingly more than I could ask or imagine. One other thing is find someone that you can lock arms with as a prayer partner. Find a like-minded person who can agree with you and pray for your family as you pray for them and do it consistently. Listen, can we meet once a week? It's awkward. Sometimes you start talking, you're like, do I really want to pray? You're never going to regret praying more. We never get to the end of our prayer sessions and think, oh, that was a waste of time. We get to the end of our prayer and we go, wow, I didn't know how much I needed this. I feel inspired. I feel renewed. So I would say find an accountability partner. And lastly, find a Bible teaching church, attend, serve, grow, have friends that you can encourage and be encouraged. Yes, I love it. Love it, love it, Lisa. Thank you so much. This was such an awesome, awesome time together. So tell our friends, our listeners, where they can find you for your podcast, because you give so much beautiful wisdom with um, your other ladies on the podcast. And it's just, just let our listeners know where they can find you. Well, we're on Instagram and our Instagram is faith with friends underscore podcast. And our podcast can be searched on any podcast host and you just type in faith with friends by Lisa Lorenzo. 
I would definitely love for them to check us out. I am inspired by your podcast. Listen, we're all starting this together, but I was so excited when Lisa shared with me that God had put a desire in her heart by her son's mother-in-law happens to be one of my good friends. And so Shonda shared with each of us that we were planning on doing this podcast thing. And I had struggled so much in the beginning of finding, is this really God? Uh, what will people think? What about the people that forwarded on just to make fun of me? No, none of that matters. But I promised myself, Lord, if you bring me people who want to start a podcast, I will help them by learning, teaching them what I have learned. And I'm just thrilled. I couldn't think of a better person to start my first quote unquote help podcast go than you, Lisa. I'm so proud of you. And I think that God is going to do great things on this podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely been a gift uh, from God. And I just love that we're going to just bring stories of healing and um, for people uh, through God's word. And I'm just so excited and grateful that you joined us today. So um, thank you to our listeners. Hope you have an awesome day. God bless you. And until we meet again, have a great day. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share so together we can encourage and inspire others. Like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, joy underscore in underscore morning.